Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Kia ora and welcome to Elemental from RNZ. I'm Alison Balance. And I'm Alan Blackman from the Auckland University of Technology. And this is episode 72, Samarium. Samarium. Nope. <laughs> Can't say it's ringing any bells. Nothing to do with Samaritan, I suppose? Uh, you guessed correctly. <laughs> well, worth a try. So, uh, as we always do, vital statistics. Samarium, elemental symbol SM, and atomic number 62, and that puts it in the lanthanoids. And it was named Samarium in 1879 after the mineral Samarskite, and that in itself was named after, here we go, Vasily Yefravovich von Samarsky Bichovets. And he was a Russian mining official, the head of the Russian Mining Engineer Corps. And I mention this because this samarium was in fact the first element named slightly indirectly after a real person and not after a Greek or Roman or whatever god. How did that come about? He happened to be, uh, I guess, the boss of an area in Russia uh, which was of great interest to a German mineralogist, and he supplied this German guy a few samples of rocks and stuff, and the German guy found a new mineral in there, and he called that mineral Samarskite uh, in honour of this Russian mine official. Then, 40 years later, along came good old Paul-Emile Lecoq de Bois-Baudrin, from whom we haven't heard much over the last few episodes, to study this mineral and to find a new element in it. So he named the new element after the mineral, which meant he essentially named it after Samarsky. A bit tragic, I guess, because Samarsky died in 1870, so he never actually knew about the honour of being the first real person on the periodic table. So, what about samarium? It's another lanthanoid, uh, which is why Paul Emile was involved. And so, of course, its isolation wasn't as straightforward as I've implied above, but we won't go into that in detail. Suffice it to say, its discovery was, altogether now, torturous. torturous. (laughs) And I assume that that also means it has a few specialised rather than lots of everyday uses. Yes, very much so. So like many of the lanthanoids, samarium finds use in magnets and particularly when it's alloyed with cobalt, of all things. So for example, there are two alloys. There's SMCO5 and there's SM2CO17. And these magnets are very many thousands of times stronger than iron magnets. They are resistant to corrosion and they operate at high temperatures. And so they're found generally in small motors, uh, headphones, and most interestingly, high-end magnetic pickups for guitars and related musical instruments. So, for example, they're even used in some high-end 
electric guitar and bass pickups, and they were even branded as the Samarium Cobalt Noiseless, and they're featured in some Fender guitars. <laughs> I feel like I should do air guitar at this point. <laughs> <laughs> What's good about these? They are stable at higher temperatures than the neodymium magnets that we were talking about in the neodymium episode. So you can heat these up to around about 700 degrees Celsius before they demagnetize. Now, of course, owing to their very, very high cost, they've been superseded pretty much by neodymium magnets over the last sort of 10, 20 or so years. But uh, they're still used in military applications, though, because, you know, the military's got lots of money, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Are there other more chemical rather than magnetic uses for samarium? Yes, again, probably sort of... I guess academic uses, so samarium iodide, which is SMI2, that's uh, quite often used in organic chemistry as a reducing agent, uh, and that means that it will very, very happily give up one electron as it desperately wants to get to the plus three oxidation state beloved of all lanthanoids. What else have we got? We've got samarium-149. This isotope is excellent at absorbing neutrons, and therefore you'll find it in control rods in nuclear power stations. And last but not least, the decay of the samarium-147 isotope to neodymium-143 is the basis of a method for dating rocks. And so this samarium-147 isotope has a half-life of around about 1 times 10 to the 11 years. Quite a few. Quite a few. Uh, would I be pushing my luck to ask for one final interesting fact, please? Uh, oh, no, this, this is a goodie. So um, we'll go back to those samarium cobalt permanent magnets. And, in fact, they featured in the motors of one of the earliest solar-powered electric aircraft, a thing called the Solar Challenger. And the two motors were rather small, so they're 7.5 centimetres by 43 centimetres. So, you know, not very big. And the particular plane had over 16,000, count them, solar cells on its rings Ooh. and no reserve battery. Ooh. <laughs> and amazingly, in 1981, it successfully completed a 262-kilometre demonstration flight from France to England. Pretty incredible. Another interesting fact, it sometimes turns up in mishmetal, as do cerium and lanthanum and neodymium and all of those other ones that we have talked about thus far. Hurrah! <laughs> I'd have been very disappointed if it wasn't in something like a lighter flint, because <laughs> it seems that things are either in lighter flints or fountain pen nibs. True. Anyway, so from lighter flints to guitar riffs mm-hmm. to flight powered by the sun, yep. Samarium proves that once again... Even the most obscure element can be surprisingly useful. <laughs> and you'll find plenty more fascinating lanthanoid tales and mentions of our good friend Paul-Emile Lecoq de Bois-Baudrin in previous episodes of Elemental, all of which are residing at rnz.co.nz forward slash chemistry. And in the back catalogue of RNZ Elemental on plenty of podcast apps. We are back next time with Scandium. But until then, I'm Alison Balance. And I'm Alan Blackman. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.